All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Today we're going to be talking about dream analysis, the importance of dreams. So today's sponsor is the Butterfly Lotus Company. Do you know what the spiritual gifts and abilities are? Do you feel you are gifted? If so, or if you want to learn about the spiritual gifts and abilities, please go and download the introduction to spiritual gifts and abilities uh, download in the comments. Uh, today's episode, I have the pleasure of having Rita on. Rita, would you like to say hello? Hello. <laughs> nice to talk about dreams. Absolutely. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I started having very authentic dreams when I was four or five years old, sleeping in the weekends in my grandparents' house, because during the week I was spending all the time with my parents, and started already having some strange dreams. So I used to tell them to my grandmother in the morning. She was a little bit scared and didn't know what to explain me, because uh, my dreams were a little bit scary. Yeah. And she told me, honey, dreams belong to the night. Let them go away with the night. So for a long time, I felt a little bit ashamed or not very comfortable in telling my dreams. But in time, they became uh, more and more, they look like uh, uh, cinema scenarios, <laughs> like action films. Some of them, some of them are recurring. And uh, it's worth it talking about them and sharing them. And I also noticed in time that they have messages and I can find some guidance. Sometimes I find inspiration. And in other nightmares, I can better see my biggest fears, some patterns I have to release. It can uh, make my work with subconscious mind easier. Yeah, absolutely. So I, when I was younger, I had a recurring dream for a good percentage of my life. I've had a recurring dream and it is, I am, I am in a city, but it's like townhomes. Um, so like townhouses everywhere. And they've got like the red, um, the red roofs and, or roofs or roofs. Um, with that, there's um, what are they called? They are, uh, tornadoes. There's tornadoes everywhere. So I am running in and out of these townhomes away from tornadoes. And I found as I got older that that dream would come on when things in my life were about to change. And I was maybe a little bit afraid of those changes. So every time I have that dream, things are shifting, things are changing. Um, and I'm holding on to a little bit of fear of that. So dreams definitely do have messages. If you have recurring dreams, if you have dreams that are, you know, maybe a little bit different, um, people are like, oh, what did you watch that night? Sometimes it has nothing to do with that. Sometimes it is inspired about something that you've watched or read. Um, I have dreams. So I am a spiritual teacher. I'm a psychic intuitive medium. And um, before I really acknowledged the fact that I could communicate with spirits, I would have my close loved ones come to me in a dream. 
Um, and it's been happening my whole life. And I can really identify it um, probably about 22 years ago um, or 21 years ago. Uh, somebody very important in my family passed away. And for probably about two weeks, they would come to me in my dreams. Um, prior to that, my grandmother, when she passed away, I was pregnant with my son. And she came to me in a dream with my grandfather. They had finally been reunited in, uh, in the afterlife. And in the dream, it was just very peaceful, very, very calm, very collected. Um, and I sat there probably for about 45 minutes in the dream, just listening to them speak, but nothing was actually coming out of their mouths. So they weren't actually like verbally speaking, but I knew everything that they were saying to me in that moment. And it was interesting. a beautiful message, right? And so if you are somebody who has the uh, gift and ability of being a medium, um, sometimes your loved ones will come to you in, in the dreamscape and give you messages in that realm. Uh, and it's not as scary as it would be if they came to you while you're awake. This is interesting. Somebody asked me if I'm a medium, if I'm a psychic, I wouldn't call myself so, even though I'm um, doing an online course for mediums, I'm having a morning ritual with crystals and so on with intuitive writing. Uh, but I'm just a dream analysis practitioner. Yep. And uh, it's interesting to say that I often see my grandparents, which are not alive anymore in my dreams. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. Yes, it's a, a little bit similar to your dreams. They don't really talk. Uh, sometimes they make me understand what they want to say. But it's something like, um, you know, a, an intuitive message. Uh, they are not uh, moving their mouth. They are not literally using words. So sometimes when I tell my dreams to other people, it's difficult to tell them uh, what, how they made me feel, what they told me, because it wasn't in words. Yeah. Yeah. And as you are a medium, <laughs> you should be familiar with this. Initially, I was a little bit afraid to have dreams with my grandparents because I have lucid dreams. I'm aware that I'm in a dream. And uh, I was feeling like surrounded by ghosts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was years ago. It was uh, very difficult. And I think three or four years ago, my cat died after all my grandparents. And... Uh, I started having dreams with her. I knew that uh, she's not alive anymore. And uh, by the way, she was a little bit transparent. I could see the carpet through her body. <laughs> and um, I was literally happy because uh, the cat used to live with my mother. It was my mother's cat. And uh, I didn't see her for a few months. And it was in between two holidays. So I was very disappointed that I couldn't play again with her, that when I saw her the last time, I didn't know it was the last time. So in the gym, I knew she's not alive anymore. And I kept on playing and hugging, even though um, I don't really remember touching her, yeah. feeling her body. 
Yep. And sometimes, and like I said, sometimes those dreams are a way for, you know, the spirit world to connect with us. Uh, a lot of people have fear or anxiety when it comes to anything spiritual. So um, being a medium, being intuitive or psychic, um, there is a lot of fear surrounding that. So if you are, um, if you do have any of those gifts or abilities, then it gives that safety um, being in, in the dream world. It gives a little bit more of a safety, a safe feeling, um, less anxiety or panic when you know, your, your loved one who has passed or your animal who has passed comes to see you. Um, so it definitely dreams, dreams are very important, um, for, for many reasons. So that's just one is being able to communicate and connect with your, your past loved ones. Um, but also the messages that they have. So like the tornado dream, um, my recurring tornado dream, certain dreams will give you messages that maybe you're not seeing when you're asleep for anybody watching or catching the replay when you're asleep you don't have the conscious thought you're not you don't argue when you're asleep you don't you don't have all of the emotional or all of the limiting beliefs when you're sleeping so those messages that you may be missing while you're awake that's that time where they get to come in and just try to impart some wisdom onto you through your subconscious or your unconscious mind, rather than um, you having a dream where, oh, I feel beautiful. And maybe in, in your conscious state, you don't feel beautiful. Maybe in your conscious state, your, your mind will tell you, nope, they told me I wasn't beautiful or they, or, you know, you were bullied and you, you take on that persona of I'm not beautiful. I'm not pretty. And, and you think it and you believe it. But in your unconscious dream mind, it's like, oh, I feel beautiful because your mind's not going, oh, hey, you know, we don't believe that. Mm, this is interesting. In most of my recurring dreams, usually at the beginning, I have huge fears or there are patterns, there are limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And uh, as they repeat again and again, I start to release them. Mm -hmm. And I used to have a, a dream for years, like, uh, I think it was in my mid-20s. I was uh, being attacked from the outside. I was in my grandparents' house being attacked from the outside. So this came again and again and again. Every time I was more and more scared and uh, couldn't open the door until at some point, I realized that I'm in a dream, that it's not true, it's not a waking life, and I can do everything. I can take risks, I can do everything that I can do, so I opened the door, and it was an amazing surprise. On the other side, it was not somebody who wanted to attack me, <laughs> that's sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I used to have a dream, so again, I'm spiritual, so I am married to my twin flame, my soulmate, whatever you want to call it, depending on, you know, where your beliefs lie. Um, I, from the, from, from the time I was very young, I would have not just, just, not just dreams where I was actually asleep, but also waking dreams. Um, I would daydream and I would go into a, a dreamscape where there was a young boy and this young boy and I would 
have these daydreams and these dreamscapes for many, many years. And I didn't realize at the time, I haven't had this dream in 15 years. And that dream, every time I had that dream, even if I was awake and I was daydreaming, it was this person was meant for me. This person was born to be a part of my life, to be like they were born for me at that point. That's how I felt. Um, And I haven't had that dream since I met my husband. Okay. Uh, It wasn't your husband in the dream. It was, but I never knew that it was. Um, My husband and I, um, I actually, (laughs) in my book, I detail this. My husband and I almost met. We were in the same place at the same time, as far back as grade six for me. Um, So when I was in elementary, we were at the same place at the same time, a handful of times over the years. And um, we almost met multiple times. And I, when I did meet him, that's when the dream stopped. I haven't had that dream of that person that was made for me in 15 years. This is interesting. I also had some dreams where there was, I think, only one when I found the solution to a recurring nightmare. This one where I was attacked, I was sure that on the other side, uh, it's a man. I couldn't believe it can be a woman, a pack of wolves, animals, children. It had to be a man. And these are my beliefs that uh, men are toxic and I was afraid to get into a relationship. So I think that the metaphor of the one attacking me was my fear of uh, committing in a relationship. And at some point I managed to change this dream and uh, found a very nice guy on the other side who was also afraid of me. (laughs) And uh, I don't remember his face. So I suppose it's an important person that I will meet in the future but I can't remember his face. And then I had some other nice dreams like this with a a guy, but I can't see his face. Yeah. Or at least I can't remember when I wake up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember the face of your husband in dead dreams. Um, I never actually saw their face. So I wasn't, I don't think I was supposed to. Um, Mm -hmm. The dream was more um, hazy than it, than it should have been. It wasn't, it, it was very hazy. There was no real identifying features or qualities that would have pointed me towards my husband at that point. Um, but knowing what I do now, I wasn't supposed to meet him until I was ready. So um, that wasn't until we actually met. We were set up on a blind date from um, our best friend. So it worked out. But dreams are dreams are interesting. Sometimes they have messages. Sometimes they're holding fears. Sometimes they're, you know, pointing at you in the right direction. Sometimes it's your loved ones trying to reach out. There's so many different aspects of dreams that I don't think people realize. Um, I know my son and my mother-in-law both don't remember their dreams. It's very rare that they will remember their dreams uh, when they wake up. And then there's me and my husband who, if I have a dream, I will wake up angry. Um, If I have a dream, I had a dream when I was probably three. And I remember this dream very vividly. 
um, was I was walking down like a stone subway tunnel. And it was just like, it was a walking tunnel, but it looked like the subway tunnels. Um, and there was a gate, there was a metal gate. And as I'm walking down that tunnel, my mother is being pulled away from me. And I was three and I woke up screaming and crying because my mother was being taken towards this gate away from me um, and I wasn't allowed near her. And that was a, a very conscious fear of mine for a very long time. And now um, I have no relationship with my mother. So it's, it was interesting that at the age of three, I kind of knew that. But now... Um, I was going to say something else about dreams. My cat, sorry, my cat is in the background uh, scratching at my door. So I'm slightly distracted with that. Um, so what what do you think people should know about uh, dream analysis? First of all, I think that they shouldn't search for definition on Google, on internet, in dream interpretation dictionaries, because usually symbols are very different. They are very personal for all of us. We are all unique and we can't find the same de definition for a dog, for a cat, for a tunnel and so on. Yeah. You see, as you say, the your dreams with tunnels meant something. You are not feeling comfortable in those dreams. There were fears. I had also dreams with, uh, with tunnels. It's usually when I embrace the people pleaser personality too much <laughs> and I'm doing something that I don't like in order to please other people or to obtain something. But when I have to stop doing something, I always dream about being in a tunnel. Uh, I am asked to enter in the tunnel and uh, it's very narrow and I know that it will get more and more narrow and I keep on uh, moving forward even if I know that I will die in the end yeah. and in the end I can't breathe and I wake up and this means that I'm doing something that I don't want just to respect the rules or to please other people but I have to stop doing this because if not I won't be able to breathe anymore. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're, you are absolutely right. Dream analysis and the interpretation of your dreams is very individualistic. Um, as, yes. as a spiritual teacher, one of the things that I teach my clients is to, and I was taught this when I first started, was create your own book of symbols right? Different things are going to mean different things to everybody. So if I see an anchor, it might not mean the same thing to me that it means to somebody else. If I see a heart, it may mean something different for somebody else. Um, we each have our own interpretations. Now, if you do end up Googling because you're not connected to yourself and you don't know what they, they mean for you, if you do end up Googling things, don't just stick with one. Um, Google multiple explanations and then pick the one that feels right to you. Sometimes that's that's a way to start understanding what your signs mean is if you, you know, look around, like if you see a bird, uh, let's say you see a robin 
and you go and you Google the spiritual symbolism of seeing a Robin, it might not be the same for you that it would be for me. I have a book. It's actually right here and it's all on animal symbolism. And that book, I can read that book and it might resonate and it might not. It might be one portion that, that I understand and it might not be another portion, but Yes, there are some definitions that fit us and some others that don't. Mm -hmm. But uh, usually when I search in a dictionary, I search in several places and then I find the contradicting information or inf some information that doesn't really correspond or there are two different information that can correspond to me, but I don't know which one to choose. So it's always easier. And then as you said about books, uh, sometimes it's interesting to mention about there are spirit animals, you know, guide animals who can come in a dream. And yes, it can be interesting to read a book about spirit animals, see their qualities, their strengths. And uh, maybe it's an advice that you should develop some qualities that or if the dead bird has, or that animal has, it can be. Um, I had a different spirit animal every time I was pregnant. Uh, each of my children exhibit qualities of the animals that I was um, into. My oldest, uh, my oldest child was uh, white tigers, um, or tigers in general. My middle child was pigs. <laughs> My youngest child was owls. And now I'm, I couldn't care less about most of those animals. <laughs> but, um, so yes, symbolism is very important with dream analysis. It's understanding, okay, what could this mean for you? Now, for anybody who is not connected to your intuition, to your, your higher knowing or your understanding, um, it's not as easy to say um, what something means because you'll find the most emotional meaning. And that's not always the one you do. So I'm a, um, I'm a psychic intuitive. And so I do card readings. And part of the doing card readings is, uh, and one thing that I tell all my clients is if I do a reading for somebody, it's not about what you want to know. <laughs> it's about what you need to know. So even if you are looking for the answer to love, that, you know, that sign or that dream that you're having may not actually be about love. It may be about you preparing yourself or you um, healing trauma or, you know, removing limiting beliefs or fears or anxieties. We always get the symbol that we need or the, or the yes. dream that we need rather than the one that we want. This is why it's usually better to ask questions such as uh, what do I need to do or what do I need to know about the relationship with that person or what do I what new steps do I need to take in my personal journey to meet my soulmate my future partner because maybe you need more steps in your evolution and your cards can tell you this but if you ask uh, within how many months, uh, how many weeks uh, do I meet, uh, <laughs> I don't know, my, my future husband. This is difficult. <laughs> By the way, uh, 
cards don't give a very specific information about time. They can. Um, the problem is, is that it can change. And that's why I love that you said, what do I need to do? What, do, what can I do differently? What do I need to focus on? Everything that we do is individualistic. If, you know, um, if you're trying to create space for love, finding how, what you need to change, you know, what patterns are you following? You know, maybe your dreams are showing you a happily ever after. What does that look like? Right. What is the difference between that happily ever after and the relationships that you've had knowing that correlation and that they, they don't have anything to do with the person. They have everything to do with you. Um, so asking, asking specific questions on timing or, you know, am I going to get divorced next month? Is my partner cheating on me? We get oh, asked no. that. Um, the problem is, is that if you, if you are given any type of information, you're going to make a decision. So if you get a reading or if you have a dream, that dream is based on the here and now. It's not based on five months from now, or even a day from now, that dream is right now. What do I need to learn? What do I need to grow? What do I need to focus on? Who am I right now? But this makes me think about my bedtime intentions. Usually I said bedtime intentions and there are the same as questions for card reading. So yeah. sometimes I ask, what do I need to know to succeed this, to achieve this goal in my life? Yeah. And sometimes I'm even writing them down and some of them are under my pillow. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about dreams is I have a, um, I have a, a PDF that I created many, many years ago about children, um, nighttime routines for kids. Now, if you have a child that is experiencing um, dreams or uh, fears at night that are related to dreams, being a medium, being psychic, intuitive, any of that, because we know children can be uh, highly gifted. If you have a child that is having, or even if you're an adult, setting a bedtime routine and making sure that at that bedtime routine, you have boundaries, right? So um, if you don't want to be having dreams about things that are scaring you, say, you know, I'm going to go to sleep, I'm going to have a good night. Um, any dreams that come to me are going to be calm, but are going to show me whatever I need to see or whatever messages I need to have. And I'm going to take them, uh, calmly and without fear. Right. So setting those intentions, setting those boundaries, um, is, is very important when you, when you go to sleep. This is what I tell to other people. This is what I usually recommend to do. And, uh, yeah, then sometimes you can change your dreams as you are becoming aware, but this doesn't happen to everybody. I knew that it happened to me to be aware. I learned to be aware by setting bedtime intentions. And uh, a friend of mine years ago, I think 13 or 14 years ago, uh, he told me that I should try to change something in my dreams first to become aware that I'm in a dream and then to change. And uh, it was all about that dream where I was attacked from the outside. And he told me, uh, well, when you notice that you are in a dream, 
why don't you install a camera outside the house? And then imagine a screen somewhere on the wall inside and you watch who's outside. So you don't have to open the door <laughs> and put yourself in danger. So you can imagine everything. And this is even easier for children. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? I strongly recommend to set bedtime intentions with a, asking a question about something that you need to know. Also, to, to become aware of your dreams, you can set bedtime intentions to remember your dreams because some people don't remember them very easy. Mm -hmm. And then also very important, write them down. For years, I didn't write them. Now I have a whole notebook with my dreams. And it's very important. Even if you don't have time in the morning, you can write some uh, words on a piece of paper that will help you to make a summary later. Yep. Um, having a dream journal beside your bed is quite a, a good mm -hmm. idea as well. It um, can be good. When it comes to dreams, you can use crystals, you can use um, um, sense, uh, any, anything that activates your sensory, uh, your senses will also help you uh, while you're dreaming. All right, um, well, that is it. Um, if anybody has any more questions or has wants to reach out to Rita, please do so. Her links are in the description of this episode. Uh, our sponsor today, of course, the Butterfly Lotus Company. If you would like to know what the spiritual gifts and abilities are, um, go and check out the Introduction to Spiritual Gifts and Abilities link in the description. And yeah, thank you so much, Rita, for joining me today. You are welcome. All right. If anybody would be interested in being a guest, speaker, blogger, or if you want to see your brand featured on our show by sponsoring, you can reach us at justalivetv.com. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler. I wish you all a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, and even better dreams. So lots of love, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.